This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 6th of August. In your Squiz today, more snap lockdowns, compensation for the stolen generation, Vale Brian Henderson, and the unexpected plus side to being 60. This is your Squiz today. It was an afternoon of tough COVID news yesterday, Claire. There were five deaths in the greater Sydney region and the highest daily case numbers there yet. And for Victorians and those in the Newcastle and Hunter region in New South Wales, they're now under a snap seven-day lockdown. It makes for Victoria's sixth lockdown. And the speed with which these lockdowns have been put in place yet again illustrates just how dangerous this Delta strain is and really what we can expect until that 80% vaccination level is reached. Yeah, and that's the issue that our state and territory leaders as well as officials are grappling with. Delta is proving to be very, very difficult to handle. Uh, What Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews said yesterday is that these swift lockdowns are necessary or else his state's residents would be locked down until Christmas Mm -hmm. uh, or until 80% of the population there were vaccinated. And, of course, as Sydney completes six weeks of lockdown, it's very much on our minds that this Delta variant has been difficult to handle. Uh, Looking at yesterday's cases, 40% of those new local cases were aged under 40, and that really underlines this new focus this week on getting young people vaccinated as soon as possible with whatever they can get their hands on. Uh, Also looking at what workplaces can do. New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian is looking at incentives, but also a no-jab, no-work policy for some sectors. Uh, And yesterday, it was also interesting to see that the first non-health-related business has made vaccination compulsory for its staff and for visitors. That's SPC, which is a food processor in Victoria. They say the move is part of shoring up their company for the future. Commentators say it's likely more businesses could follow in their footsteps. Stand by for National Cabinet today as well. Obviously, again, a big focus is expected to be on that vaccine rollout. But it's been a while, Claire, since we took a look at the global numbers. They've passed the 200 million mark. It is a grim tally and what the World Health Organisation boss Dr Tedros said yesterday uh, is when you look at the scale of things uh, at the moment, vaccination, of course, is the big thing on their radar. They've called on wealthy countries to put off booster programs. They say that there are plenty of developing nations that haven't had a chance to give their populations their initial shots. He's wanting at least 10% of the population in every country to be vaccinated before wealthy countries start on their vaccine booster programs. Yesterday, Prime Minister Scott Morrison delivered the annual Closing the Gap report in federal parliament. The Closing the Gap program aims to eliminate differences in health, education, justice and employment standards between Indigenous and non-Indigenous Australians. Two significant updates announced, Claire, a $1 billion implementation plan to fund programs for the targets monitored in the Closing the Gap program. And part of that package, money towards a redress scheme in compensation for the stolen generations in the Northern Territory and the AC. 
ACT. And that's something that has been long awaited uh, by people in the Northern Territory and the ACT because it was the government in charge of the NT and the ACT during those years. Uh, What those involved say is that Western Australia and Queensland now need to come to the party and put those schemes in place to make sure that people and families from the stolen generations are properly compensated. Part of the scheme will also give each survivor the chance to tell their story and receive an individual apology. Minister for Indigenous Australians Ken Wyatt said the scheme would support healing and was critical to continuing the nation's reconciliation journey. Some sad news yesterday, Claire, with the passing of legendary newsreader Brian Henderson. He died aged 89 after a long battle with cancer. If you'd watched any TV news in Sydney uh, between 1964 and 2002, (laughs) it was all about Brian Henderson. He really was the father of news when it came Mm. to TV in Sydney. Channel 9 was his home ground. Uh, They launched a campaign called Brian Told Me So. That was actually (laughs) quite economical because the newsreader in Melbourne was Brian Naylor, so they got a bit out of Brian telling people (laughs) so, Uh, but certainly Brian Brian Henderson was a real titan of news and there were plenty of people who said yesterday how very sad they were at his passing. He was described as the best of the best and he really was the face of news for many generations of Australians. He presented the news for 46 years. On to sport now and the Olympics is wrapping up on Sunday, Claire, which is terrible for those of us at home with a new vested interest in speed rock climbing and canoe slalom. There's still a few events to go with Aussies competing, but it's been a cracker of a Games. It really has. I'm like you, Larissa. I don't know what I'm going to do next week. I'm going to really miss <laughs> the Olympics. Probably watch more Olympics in the last fortnight than I have since the Sydney Games. Yeah, totally. So it's, um, it's going to be a really big hole to fill. And yesterday, our athletes turned in an equal best ever performance. Uh, a PB, if you want to use the parlance. Very nice. A personal best. And we got two more gold medals in skateboarding and kayaking. Uh, the kookaburras in the hockey had to settle for silver. I watched that game last night. It was an oh, absolute heart stopper. So tense. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And two bronze medals in the diving and also on track in decathlon. So plenty more to go, uh, lots to watch over the weekend, and I'll be settling in for that, that's for sure. So will, I think, a few millions of Australians who are currently in lockdown. As always, stay listening for the Tokyo Sprint or head to the Sport Today podcast for the latest in the Olympics news. The closing ceremony will be on Channel 7 from 9pm on Sunday. Getting older can have its downsides, Claire, but a new study out of New Zealand shows that when it comes to body satisfaction and being happy with how you look, turning 60 is the goods. It is. You lose all that sort of body image issues that the 20s bring. For women, it's between 19 and 24. And for men, it's between 29 and 34 that you're really self-conscious about your body. What this study says is there's a big jump in body confidence. They've got some more work to do to unpick why that is, but they suspect it might be that older adults value their body's function over its appearance. And maybe it's just that you don't really care what people think (laughs) anymore. more when you get a bit older. I know that's certainly my case as I get into my 40s. Oh, totally. All comes down to not giving a hoot. Bring it on. (laughs) 
Usually on Friday, we have a recipe we recommend, but it's been a tough week of news. So this week's recommendation is something you can use to garnish a drink (laughs) or sparkling water if that's your poison. (laughs) Look, it's kind of reflective of the mood I'm in, I think. (laughs) I'm not cooking much this weekend. I just need to lie down for a bit, I think. (laughs) And yes, what the recipe link is, is to some oven dried orange slices. If you're a Campari fan or you like a Negroni, or as you say, just got some sparkling water that you want to zhuzh up. Uh, It's really easy. You cut up an orange, you put it into the oven. It's got all the times and everything that you need to do to make those orange slices last. Something I wouldn't have thought about doing, but definitely going to be zhuzhing up my drink selection this weekend. I'll pop a link to that in your episode notes. Squeeze the day, Claire, or the weekend. What are you keeping an eye on? Today's the anniversary of Australia's population hitting 25 million, Mm. according to the Bureau of Stats. That happened in 2018. And of course, with the census on next week, when we'll be doing a, a proper count, it's just one of those milestones to mark. And look, it gives us an opportunity to plug our Squiz Shortcut on the census again. We put that one out yesterday. We take a look at what it is, how it's done, what data they collect and how they use it. It's a good one to get across because, of course, we will all be filling in those forms come the 10th of August. I'll pop a link to it in your episode notes. That's all from us. Have a good weekend, however you're spending it, thinking of everybody in lockdown. We'll be back with you on Monday. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit for member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy to understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.